What is going on, everybody? This is Lack of Lepers, aka SCPCRNP, and thank you so much for joining us today on our Saturday stream. This is SCP Meta. It is also called Config Call In that is available as a podcast shortly after this happens. That goes up uh, pretty quickly, and so you can check that out on any sort of platform that you'd like. I want to thank you for joining us today. We have quite a lot to get through, but first, uh, just some housekeeping things. This is our live show. It is a call-in show, so if you would like to leave a message, uh, then please feel free to do that. We are more than happy to take your call, whether it be criticisms, complaints, comments, questions, suggestions, uh, whatever. And then you can also always call this number that's down at the bottom of the screen right now if you're watching. Uh, the number is 316-444-3115. You can call that at any time of the week, and we will be more than happy to listen to a voicemail that you uh, leave there for us. So we've got a lot going on. Those of you who are watching might notice the stream is a little laggy, and that's just going to have to be the way it is because we have so much content to get through. I have several browser fills of tabs that we will get through today. So uh, thank you for um, joining us. It has been two weeks since we did this, so we got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, we didn't do it last week because I was on a, um, out of town, really. And it just so happened that the last two weeks seem to have been some of the most dramatic in this space in quite some time. We had some very significant happenings during that time, uh, and we'll talk about each one of those for sure. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. Let me share a screen. That way you have to see less of this laggy, laggy stream and we can get right to it. Let me also make sure that I'm sharing my screen in our Discord, which is another way you can participate if you'd like to join that. There we go. All right, so hope you're having a great week. Let's start, uh, as we always do, with just some local news. Uh, we'll take it to our uh, publication, our weekly publication, Config Magazine here. There's been two posts since we last met, and so we'll, we'll talk a, just a little bit about both of these. The first one is uh, an article that came out two weeks ago. This is about XCon winners, really a statistical look at uh, the people who won the various KCon events, and also uh, really just about who ended up where. It's really a nice, interesting uh, statistical analysis about uh, how the winners have fared relative to the other members who joined. Uh, that uh, that contest, <clears throat> or these contests, rather. So, um, that is an interesting article. I do recommend that you go check that out if you haven't. But then, of course, this week's article was a little more, hmm, spicy, I guess we'll call it, is, is perhaps the term for that. Uh, this is something that came out, I think, Wednesday, so just a couple days ago. And this is what is called the Harmony Report, or the Harmonies Report, as you see here. And this is, if you haven't read it, uh, just briefly, this is basically the um, document that was sent to the SCP Wiki staff by myself and Harmony that eventually got uh, Admin Bright banned. And so they refer to this in the uh, anti-harassment team uh, disciplinary log as an omnibus uh, report. And so that's what this is. We've decided to publish it. Um, this is a little sanitized of a version. Um, we had to very much focus what we wanted to include in this report, both when we were giving it to the staff, but also uh, in publishing it to this, um, to this magazine here, to our publication. There's really a lot of other individuals like Admin Bright that have sort of skeletons in their closets, 
and that we have a lot of proof and evidence for, but that we did not include in this uh, just because we wanted to be very direct and, uh, you know, take take care of the big things, um, you know, wh- while we had an opportunity to do so. So if you listen to uh, our nightly, weeknightly reaction streams on Twitch, you may have already heard from me the story behind this. I would encourage you to go check that out if you, if you haven't. Uh, but basically, um, you know, Harmony was re-angered at something like uh, Dr. Bright and the character, and so came to me, told me that they had, uh, we had the ear of someone on the staff, and that this was um, basically our best shot, and uh, she asked me if I would help, and I did. So we spent a lot of time, this was not easy to do, we spent a lot of time compiling all this information uh, into one place to make it very convenient for anybody who needed reminding of this information, but also who perhaps saw this for the first time. And then the only thing that we added to it, because most of this information is public, this has been publicly available information for about two years. Uh, It has been on a site that not a lot of people uh, like to go to, and so that's why it really was so hushed and suppressed for so uh, so many years. But that's mostly what's on this. We do have a few extra inclusions of uh, chat logs. These are Harmony's chat logs, and um, they're just some things that we uh, touched up the report with by searching certain terms in the chat logs. So if you haven't taken a look at this, uh, we posted this. Obviously, it's quite um, spicy. You know, it certainly is uh, sort of a scandalous thing to post for sure. But uh, in addition to that, um, you know, we also wanted to kind of make it very clear why Bright was banned. Um, you know, the anti-harassment team on SCP Wiki tends to be to play it a little close to the chest. Uh, they like to tell you that this is for the protection of certain people. Uh, of course, that's true in some cases, and in other cases, it's really not. Uh, this is one of those cases where where it really wasn't. Uh, by this point, none of this information is going to be damaging to other people. It really just fleshes out, um, you know, Dr. Bright. So we are getting a call from Skype. So let's take this and see see what we can do. Um, let me put this quickly on a mute. Looks like they hung up. Maybe I hung up on you. I do apologize about that. Um, looks like it was a missed call. My bad. Call us back and we'll try to get your call on there. My bad. Missed that one. Okay. So anyway, if you haven't checked out this magazine article, that's what that is. So um, definitely encourage you to check that out. Okay, and then as we always do, we like to recommend a containment fiction read of the week. And this is actually from last week. Uh, Once again, this week, certainly a a large story that we'll get to is that Wikidot is down, and it's been down. And it's going to come back up, apparently, but, um, you know, Monday. So we had a very limited live stream last night on the Twitch. This is typically where we go through all of the articles in granular detail, and that was sort of cut short. We only had uh, a handful of articles uh, to go through. But I do recommend you check this out. This is on our Twitch, uh, SCP Meta, and we do go into a couple of other articles from the last week into more detail. We didn't have a chance to do that last week. One of those is this article, which is our recommendation really for last week. This is SCP-6455 by Storm Breath. And of course, uh, the SCP Wiki is down. This is a Wayback Machine capture of that. And so I would encourage you to check this out. Um, it, it is a fantastic article. Like I said, we do go into it very, very detailed on this stream on the Twitch from last night. So check that out if you want more information. But congratulations to uh, Admin Bright. Sorry, <laughs> not Bright. Congratulations to Stormbreath who wrote this. 
uh, just a fantastic article. And it does sort of, I think, uh, speak to the Admin Bright situation at the end here. I don't know how um, how uh, covert this was supposed to be, but it, the, the addendum at the end says today's situation, and this article was posted one day after the whole Bright uh, you know, incident. So um, that's that. All right, and then keeping it with local news so we can get on to the more important things, I do want to kind of announce formally for the first time on this show at least a contest that Config Magazine is hosting. This is going to be called IndieCon. It's the first, um, first contest that we are doing. And essentially, you can write in any format, be it an SCP, an RPC, an original containment fiction, a liminal fiction, uh, or tales. We're getting that call back, so let me see if I can try to answer it this time. Hello, you are on Config Magazine. Yeah, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I want to know who this is right now. Uh, you have reached Config Call-In. This is a live talk show yeah, about containment you. fiction. Why are you calling my girlfriend in the middle of the night? Oh, um, I, you know, honestly, I think that... Uh, Yeah, I th look, uh, that was a butt dial, so. Stop yapping and listen. No, I'm not denying it at all. All right, well, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, so uh, tell me a little bit about the call that I made to your girlfriend. Yeah, go ahead. You've been knowing what's going on, no doubt. I do. <laughs> You've just been pranked by prankdial.com. I have been. Well, that wasn't very convincing. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, once again, we do accept trolls, so happy to happy to take on those calls. Anyway, um, so once again, this IndieCon uh, contest is uh, really our first contest. It'll be several of these. And the theme is statues. Why that is, is because uh, when containment fiction was first getting started, uh, basically people only wrote about uh, statues. That was basically it. At some point, it was kind of a revolutionary thing to write about other things besides statues. So uh, we're kind of going back to our roots here. There is a first place uh, prize of $250 that is going to be from the LLC to you. We firmly believe uh, that uh, containment fiction is a mature genre that people deserve to be paid for uh, because it is uh, a legitimate genre. So in the spirit of that, that's what IndieCon is. The dates are going to be starting on May 30th, so that's about next week-ish, uh, where we will start to be taking uh, submissions. You can email those to this email address right here, which is admin at, con at configmagazine.com. And that uh, will really go on for about a month, and uh, we will have voting. That voting will take place in the Society for Containment Fiction Discord, and um, and uh, that will decide who the winner is. And of course, the winner will get um, the the prize money. It's really winner take all. All right, and then I do want to kind of shill myself. This is something that I posted on my blog this week. If you haven't taken a look at it, uh, the title is What I've Learned Reading Every New SCP Wiki Article for One Month. Uh, so that might be a nice time to read this um, because we can't really access the wiki. Uh, I kind of go into just some major observations that I've made reading every single article uh, that has come out of the wiki. 
Um, and so I think this kind of goes into almost a treaty on uh, pataphysics. So if you're interested in that, do take a look. We basically diagnose pataphysics a little bit there. All right. Uh, so let's get to voicemails. We do have a few voicemails besides the, the crank call, uh, very apparent crank call, by the way, that we just had. Uh, so let's see. We got a, one message. Uh, let's see what that is. And let me turn the volume up because I think that that was, I didn't get a chance to um, to turn the volume up. I don't know if you got to hear that crank call. That's such a shame. I wish you could have heard that with me. Uh, but let's listen to this real quick. Last time you come in, you eat way too much. Okay, let's hear that one more time. Last time you come in, you eat way too much. Okay. Well, uh, I thank you for your call. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Uh, I thought it was a buffet. So I'm, I guess I'm sorry again. So uh, tell your girlfriend I said, hey. Um, all right, now that we're done with that, let's get into the major news. Big news, uh, something that's never happened really before. Wikidot has been down prior, but never with uh, this sort of duration it's ever been this long so a lot of people who tried to get on the scp wiki the rpc liminal archives backrooms basically the entirety of containment fiction uh if they tried to get on this week this is one of the things that they came across uh at first it looked like this Pre please try again uh there was an error code uh that happened with that and then shortly after it we um we came came to this, which was sort of an official statement from Wikidot, and uh, there's also a, teet, a tweet thread that, a teet thread, there's a tweet thread that goes on here as well. So this is a nice place just to get some updates, but it is true that um, Wikidot has been down. Uh, and this was something they put out very quickly after, after the event happened, which was uh, the issues we're facing, uh, we are facing are far more severe. Rest assured, we have up-to-minute backups and we'll restore them if needed. Uh, but otherwise, please be patient. This can take hours. And if you look back here, the most recent update says that we should they should have Wikidot working through Monday. So whether or not that's going to actually happen, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, so back in the Containment Fiction Lounge, Dr. Caldall says, best episode ever so far. Anyway, is nobody going to talk about the sudden uptick in transparency at SCP? Um, I would I would be interested to hear what you are talking about. Um, I think that the transparency at SCP has been forced into a corner uh, with this most recent episode with Dr. Bright. This was um, obviously something that was a little directed at them and that they couldn't, I think, suppress in the way that they usually do. Although I will say that uh, we did have some people on staff, certain uh, pivotal individuals uh, who helped us, who listened to us in a way that no one else really wanted to. Um, and so it's really it's really the MVP of the situation, I think, is uh, one staff member specifically, but a couple uh, who really lent us their ear and um, were willing to listen to what evidence that we actually had compiled about Admin Bright. So that's really the transparency that I see recently. What do you see recently? We'll let that individual type. Uh, but yeah, so... We'll get to that. We're, we're going to cover other people's commentary on the on the Dr. Bright thing um, and how it it might not be uh, as transparent as is apparent. You like that? Huh? All right. Uh, Dr. Caldo says, credit, of course, to Harmony for this, but I'm optimistic that this is SCP Petrushkia. I'm sorry. I uh, don't know what that is. Um, yeah. I don't know if the word optimistic there is a little wink, wink kind of pun, but good job. Good job there. 
All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, Wikidot is still down. We hopefully we'll be back on Monday. Um, the there's some odd things that happened at the same time. Uh, slot goblining was back. Uh, so there was a lot of things that were starting to fray and go wrong. Um, oh, it's Soviet. Thanks you. Sorry. Um, a lot of things that were going wrong around the time that Wikidot went down. So uh, just interesting to see all that as well. Um, and so this is something that I wanted to mention here. This is a nice uh, take from SCP author Billeth, who's a really good author, very highly conceptual, sort of pataphysical in tone and even has a 001 that's really underrated um, I think if I'm not mistaken but anyway Billeth uh, reminds us that uh, while not up to date you can find snapshots of a lot of works on the Wayback Machine the newest ones obviously won't have these things cataloged but your favorites your old ones you can probably go find a um, you can probably go find a version of those so if you're really having withdrawals uh, just head to the Wayback Machine. That's this. This is what I like to do. So let's, for example, just demonstrate uh, 6455. You search for that on the Google. That'll pop up. Obviously, you will not be able to get into that. But you can copy the URL, go to the Wayback Machine, and then uh, click that. And then once you're there, you can type in the URL and click Browse History. And that'll give you somewhat of an updated version. Thankfully for us, some of the articles last week were caught. You can click on these and it'll, it'll show you basically the article there. And then, so we're gonna get into um, sort of the SCP Twitter reaction to Wikidot going down, which was, uh, which was very fun to watch. Uh, but I think the, the funniest thing that happened was this on the screen. So this is a tweet from, uh, I think it's Famine Pulse. I'm not sure who this is. I know it's an SCP author who's been around for a while. And this is a tweet from November of 2021, and it says, it would be hilarious if the Russian government shut down Wikidot. And of course, that is what apparently happened, according to the Wikidot team and our Lord and Savior, uh, Michel Frakowiak. Uh, apparently, Russian hackers were responsible for Wikidot being down. So this obviously um, is very prophetic. It really presaged this almost exactly. And you can see this is the actual Twitter thread. Uh, people at the time, <laughs> AIS Mallard, for example, says, how would that even happen? And then uh, the comments sort of go cold and then are um, reinvigorated um, and sort of uh, given new life. Once Wikidot came down, people saying this aged well, and then Famine Pulse saying, I'm psychic, but no one cares. So this, I think, was just hilarious to see situationally. Um, you know, was it really that far-fetched of an idea that the Russians could take something down? I don't know, but kudos, kudos uh, to Famine Pulse. You are um, a prophet, and we'll be looking for, toward your tweets in the future to see what we can expect down in clown world uh, a little down the road there. So thank you for that. Uh, we had some nice commentary on this. Uh, SD Locke tells us uh, that Famine is a Simpsons writer, apparently. That's a funny joke. Um, <laughs> this one... <laughs> I think this one was really good. So Wikidot tells us that uh, the site's been hit by hackers and all traces lead to the Russian Federation. The data seems intact, yada, yada, yada. Yasi is just flabbergasted and says, you can't make this shit up. And there comes Famine Pulse <laughs> Say, saying, uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. No problem. Easy. Easy, says Famine Pulse. So, um, and then other good things, you know, silver linings have happened. Uh, Luminal Archives made some posts uh, on the wiki.thread. People have been giving that a little more love as this uh, tweet uh, shows. 
um, people notice that we exist now that I made a post. So that's awesome. Uh, kudos to you. And go check out the Liminal Archives if you haven't. Certainly one of our uh, understated containment fiction brethren that I think deserve a lot more uh, attention, although I'm not sure they would want as much attention that is going around. Uh, Dr. Kaldal in the chat says, I'm being serious. This could, be like this could be like 1980s Soviet liberations, 1990s Yugoslavia, government control lost, people want more freedoms, balkanization, SCP becomes several sites, end of Wikidot, if coming, could speed this up big time. Yeah, so that's uh, a really great segue. Um, there's a lot of sort of ha-ha uh, anxiety going on, I think, in the space about the possibility of Wikidot, Wikidot not coming back up. Um, which is unlikely, I think, but uh, ultimately you might as well start to consider this as, as the beginning of the end because at some point Wikidot is going to go down like this and it's not going to come back up. Um, you know, is that this time? I don't think so. Um, certainly no one is rooting for Wikidot to go down, not even, not even myself. Uh, I, I use Wikidot quite a lot. I rely on it quite a lot for shows like this. So uh, certainly I would not be happy if that happened. But yeah, um, that would certainly and easily be the biggest shakeup of the space ever. Um, I think at Convict Magazine, uh, we have anticipated this. We've really set ourselves up to be benefactors. Uh, in the case that Wikidot does go down, that's really what Convict Magazine was created for, to be a sort of centralized hub for enthusiasts. Uh, if, if, you know, that linchpin of the whole space uh, suddenly went, went down. Uh, Dr. Caldwell also says, can we join NATO? We don't have Article 5, but we can write five articles in a year. So, haha, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, a lot of jokes going around like that. Good stuff. Um, okay, so uh, let's shift gears just a little bit. We'll get back to the big news of Wikidot. We'll also get back to the big news of Dr. Bright, or sorry, Admin Bright getting banned, but I did want to kind of spend a, a little time doing smaller things, things that we like to do weekly here, which is kind of take a rummage through the trash of SCP, things that have been deleted or are getting deleted, and kind of just look at those and laugh at those uh, where we can. So this is one that kind of came across the desk uh, that I think is probably gone by now, but it's a CN article translation. It's a joke article, and uh, it has to do with some administrator from the CN branch and make some jokes about, um, you know, long cat not being long. Um, and so whether or not you enjoyed this, I thought it was interesting to, to point out. Um, on the first hand, this is obviously a picture of a cat. This is just very bad timing. It's sort of incidental with the uh, SCP PL Cot J wake still sort of vibrating and people are probably not going to be very receptive to this at all. Uh, but the event that this actually is talking about, this J is actually an inside joke uh, of something that happened politically on the CN branch. And so if you don't know the story, basically there's a CN administrator who basically pulled a Dr. Kondraki, if you know anything about the English uh, history of politics. And so um, basically the, uh, the CN uh, administrator deleted a bunch of articles that weren't really kosher it wasn't really abiding by any rules and so um people really railed against this and so if you didn't like this article i still want to point out one thing that uh, i was afraid would get lost if um if the whole article got deleted and that was this link right here there's a link about uh some procedure this leads to an actual cn untranslated article and uh, you don't need to know more about this but this is essentially the administrator i mentioned uh, coming out and trying to lay down some rules and explain themselves 
And I think this page is significant because if you look down here at the bottom, if you haven't noticed, uh, the rating on the page is negative 1,102. So uh, I thought this was worth preserving because um, this is obviously far and away the most downvoted page ever on any uh, SCP affiliated site. Uh, I'm happy to see this because I thought previously it might have been my author page. Um, and then I think before this, maybe it was uh, Crockett's downvote page maybe had the most. But this is, this is clearly um, the most unpopular person in the space. Uh, so if you're having a hard time on the English staff, uh, the SCP Wiki staff, uh, you know, sort of sometimes being a lightning rod for criticism, um, you know, at least there's someone like this who's hated, hated a little more than you. All right, and then continuing with um, rummaging through SCP Wiki's trash, we came across this next one, which is the Ronald Reagan Hub. I'm pretty sure this is gone by now. Um, it did not <laughs> last very long. This is compiled by uh, Azamo, who actually goes by a different name now. Um, name change. Didn't didn't leave the site. Just name change. Anyway, so this is a nice hub dedicated to Ronald Wilson Reagan. Uh, it goes into a little bit about Ronald Reagan uh, and features a lot of articles on the SCP Wiki that actually kind of deal with Ronald Reagan. It basically has to do with uh, SCP-1984 and then all those other ones that kind of play off of it. But this was a hub that was created. Um, Let's make America great again is the top. So uh, you know this is going to sink very quickly on the SCP Wiki for sure, if for no other reason than that. But um, yeah, so this was kind of a joke hub. Uh, did not fly very well. And we have some comments preserved from this. Uh, this individual says, there's no other reason to post this hub other than for a haha. Really, you don't say. These low effort meme posts are getting more and more annoying as they are posted. Legit, what was the point in creating this hub other than for a meme and a quick influx of funny of upvotes from funny? Interesting commentary. So then we have other individuals calling this the rock bottom of sort of the influx of memetic and social media signatures that we've seen on the SCP Wiki in the last year or so. And then another individual notes, I think it's funny that apparently for so many, this is where the line is drawn. Uh, of course, we've seen things like the totally 100% memetic, haha, um, no literary effort whatsoever, things like uh, SCP PL Cot J. Uh, and other such attempts um, on the wiki. Uh, and so it was interesting to see this commentary. I think I agree with it. It's odd that all those things were celebrated and then this one is bad because it's just trying to be funny. So, um, and then of course this is a snapshot from our Discord server where um, we have in, in, great individuals with great commentary talking about how uh, it's hilarious that people love stuff like PLCOTJ and SCP-6000J, but this this pushes them over the edge. Uh, someone notices that this is the power of politics, then enough to save uh, something from deletion or sink it. So I think there's probably some truth to that, that this was um, particularly annoying because of the political bent that the article had, when it really had the shallowness of every other mimetic attempt that we've seen lately and that have actually done much, much better. All right, um, back to the lounge. Dr. Caldall, uh, thank you for being here, by the way. Appreciate your participation. Um, says, also, can I screen share something about backrooms? Uh, sure, go ahead. 
Backrooms uh, is popular enough to influence the meme mainstream right now, more so than SCP ever did, really. Uh, Caldwell, you got your uh, you got your mic on, my man. Let me mute you for you. Once you uh, share your screen, I'll be able to I'll be able to see it. But yeah, um, you're right. Um, the Backrooms is popular enough to influence the mainstream. We've got uh, Kane Pixels doing good work. Um, still releasing new things. Uh, recently was releasing new things. So um, yeah, uh, I, I think th I think that's a good thing to say. There's certainly an argument to be made for um, for uh, how you say the Backrooms being a little more mimetic. I think they have a new generation of uh of participants in the space um that sort of get that um benefit um sorry i had your twitch on the other tab no problem no problem that was just an echo um yeah so go ahead and maybe if you can't share your screen just go ahead and put the link in the actual lounge i'll be more than happy to pull that up and put that on my share screen as well because uh, people people on the twitch won't be able to see what you share unless i put it on my screen just fyi all right so uh, let's let's move on. So uh, second browser fill of tabs. Uh, we'll get to the O5 news that have hap that has happened uh, in the last week or so. Um, of course, O5 being down as well, uh, thanks to the wiki dot. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. So let's go through this. What has been happening on O5? Um, so we can't get to 05, but I decided to um, kind of recreate it for us just a little bit, just to kind of feel a little more at home. You know, a little bit of a pacifier, I think. Um, we're all having a very difficult time adapting to the fact that, that, we, that Wikidot is down. So I went ahead and just kind of uh, gave my best adumbration of, um, of 05, what it looks like, what it feels like to be there. Basically the common things that are talked about so that we can kind of feel like we're at home just a little bit. So here it is. Here's 05. Uh, homepage, and so let's kind of take a look and see what's been going on here. Okay, uh, so the first thing that um, that I'll notice, we'll click on it right here. It's this hashtag. It says "Free Doctor Sumerian," so let's click on that. So, uh, one thing that happened that was of note was that this uh, past week on 05, uh, this was stated. I'm going to read this just verbatim. After roughly a week of review with relevant parties, including my vice captain and Sumerian himself, I'm going to be lifting Sumerian's contest ban. After discussion with Sumerian, he admitted to feeling regret over how things went back then and how the years have changed some of his thoughts concerning it. Through conversation and his own words, I believe he has come to an understanding of his actions and how to conduct himself within future contests in regards to upholding the spirit behind them. After private assurance regarding his behavior in future contests, I believe he has met the requirements laid out for concluding his indefinite contest ban. So good, good for Dr. Samarian. That's a long time coming. Uh, if you don't know the story about Dr. Samarian, you know, ask around. I'm sure someone can tell you. We won't necessarily go into it here, um, but it's just nice to see him back uh, because he writes fantastic work. Uh, we actually featured one of his articles as the uh, selected article of the week a few weeks ago. Um, it was his uh, Aces, um, Eights and Aces article that was very, very good. So. Happy to see Sumerian back participating in contests. Uh, Dr. Caldwell says, it's been so long since Sumerian posted in a contest, it felt like 650 days. Yeah, I'm not sure how long it was, but it's been a, a long time. So uh, we'll be looking forward to Sumerian uh, participating in the SCP-7000 contest. 
which, uh, you know, if all goes according to plan, will probably drop right in the middle of our attempted contest. So just look for that. Okay. Um, and then a couple, couple other things on the 05 that we can talk about. Uh, you'll see it here on the screen. There's a policy extension freeze. Uh, this has been an, a policy um, sort of freeze on things as long as the charter rewrite has been going on in order to sort of concentrate uh, resources to push for something of that importance. Uh, during this, of course, I mentioned uh, in previous shows how it seems as though the priorities were a little off. Um, it seemed as though instead of trying to rewrite the charter, which has not been a popular thing with the uh, 04 posts and with the greater community, um, basically, um, it would be better to spend time doing more pressing things, like, for example, um, getting off of Wikidot. And, of course, that, that sort of came to announce itself very clearly uh, in the last week. So I, I hope that we would see this sort of all-hands-on-deck call for more important things besides what is essentially going to be a reskin of a document that no one really follows closely as it is. Um, of course, the uh, breaking of which has led us to the idea of rewriting it in the first place. Uh, and then on that note, um, the actual thread of the policy extension freeze, this was a vote, uh, basically kicking down the can uh, down the road a little bit. But I was surprised and pleased to see that basically uh, the vote, 650, I get it, that's funny, um, the vote... Uh, was to not extend the policy extension. Uh, people, uh, thankfully on staff, were no longer uh, swayed by this idea that you could freeze all of other policy and make uh, a compensatory headway with something like a charter rewrite. And so um, you'll have to go look at it whenever Wikidot is up if you're into this sort of stuff. But basically, um, they, they said, let's not kick the can, let's not renew the policy freeze uh, let's not extend it because it doesn't seem to be working. And in addition to that, we, we actually had a lot of policy proposals in that time anyway. So it didn't seem like anybody was really paying attention to it. Now, the best thing about that uh, is the second post right here about the charter itself. And the good news there was that it looks as though the team has decided to cast a very smaller, uh, more concentrated team of people who will now be in charge of writing the rewriting the charter. I think that's something that Almarduck, for example, has been saying for weeks on this show. Uh, so that's really the only way it's going to get done um, as, oppo as opposed to sort of crowdsourcing approaches with the entirety of staff. So I'm happy to see that at least we'll get maybe some headway with this charter. Uh, but ultimately, again, I don't think uh, even the best charter rewrite is going to fix anything that it's uh, trying to do because you can't fix culture with policy. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll say goodbye to our uh, 05. Um, okay, so, and then of course, the big thing that happened on 05 in the last few weeks uh, was that Dr., uh, sorry, Admin Bright was banned. Here's the actual posting from the anti-harassment team log of bans. And I wanna kind of take a moment here just to sort of uh, advise you. Uh, so if you haven't gone and read, for example, the uh, Convict Magazine post that we made this week, uh, that is, once again, this omnibus report, that's what, that's what we posted. Once again, it's been tailored down, um, you know, a little bit. It's been sanitized a little bit. Uh, we had a lot of inth other information. We had information on other people who were high in the anti-harassment team at the time 
who have been caught in lies, you know, the sort of lies like, uh, oh, I, I wasn't made aware of the depth of Bright's, you know, sexual deviancy, and we have proof that is not true, that the individual was lying. So uh, will that be addressed at a future date? I don't know. Uh, I'm not really chomping at the bit to get more scalps. Uh, this is uh, certainly a big deal, and we're very, very happy to have played a small role in getting this to happen. But this uh, omnibus report, I would do, I do recommend that you go read that because uh, if you compare what the staff say about the situation and then go and actually read what they read uh, to come to this conclusion, um, you know, there's just a tremendous amount of detail that is omitted. Obviously, it has to be that way for something like this. Uh, but I think it's, it's a little deeper. It shows you exactly how, uh, how much the SCP Wiki staff, particularly the anti-harassment team, uh, keep things close to their chest uh, when it comes to details of this nature. I think, once again, uh, that obviously has an application in protecting people, but more often than not, what it amounts to is that sort of pre-Gutenberg press uh, literacy gap where most people weren't literate, they didn't read the Bible, they couldn't read the Bible, and the priesthood of those days took advantage of that informational discrepancy and sort of dictated things to the greater masses uh, without them being able to actually verify it, check it, question it, or have any sort of uh, rhetorical leverage whatsoever when, when it came to that. And so I think that's something just to be aware of. I do think the anti-harassment team sort of leverages that informational discrepancy to their advantage politically uh, more often than they probably should. So go check that out. Um, we don't have to watch that. My computer's not going to work that work anyway. Anyway, there's a lot of celebration that was going on after this uh, 05. It's almost like people were just waiting for it to happen silently. Um, you know, you didn't really hear a lot of active calls for something like this to happen. It almost was as if once somebody did the work, then everybody ran to the dinner table. Nobody actually helped prepare the meal, but everybody was, was more than happy to come to the, to the table to eat the food once it had been uh, essentially cooked by someone else. Um, so, you know, we do have nice things here. These are nice uh, informational sort of announcements about Dr. Bright. Um, this is something that came up on the R, uh, SCP, uh, that got a lot of attention and that's, that's excellent because, uh, these are sort of sorts of things that we love to see because here at Conflict Magazine and here at the Society of Containment Fiction Discord, uh, obviously we don't have a lot of social capital. Um, the things that we say people don't pay a lot of attention to, uh, for example, we have been saying the same things that got Dr. Bright, uh, Edmund Bright banned. Uh, for two years and no one's really paid attention to it. Someone from the staff finally decided to pay attention to it and we get this. So uh, we're more than happy to have a sort of megaphone exponents such as this. Uh, and even we actually got another little bit of uh, community justice that we would call it. Uh, this first comment, the most upvoted one says, what's funny is this got leaked a while back as one of the final posts on the official SCP Tumblr. The sucky thing is that they tried to save face by removing the whistleblower post. And that's really exactly correct. Uh, that was that was Harmony, <laughs> if you don't know, who I don't think she would mind me telling you that, who had the password for the official Tumblr and tried to release this information that way in some capacity. And it really goes deeper than that. Uh, I don't want to rant too much on this topic. we got still a lot to get through, but... Um, you know, anywhere you went during the time where we were really trying to get this information out to the public, uh, it would be censored. Uh, places like RSCP, this, this very place, 
Discord servers that had to do with the SCP Wiki, um, and of course any any place on the actual SCP Wiki that brought this up, uh, even as a benign conversation, not accusatory in any matter, just someone trying to figure out what was going on, asking for more information. Uh, these things were were uh, immediately immediately censored and suppressed. So. Um, that's its own scandal. Uh, this Dr. Bright is the first domino of a lot of other um, topplings that I think we'll probably see. Um, but yeah, so it's really nice to see people sort of announce these things in ways that we were never uh, given the chance to. And then uh, some bad things happen too, some collateral damage that is just sad to see. So for example, Billeth, um, our friend, I, I shouldn't say that, Billeth probably doesn't want to be associated with this, so just FYI. Um, but I, I admired the author, so. Um, Billeth had checked their tale, which was called Their Future is Bright, and according to this tweet, even though it has nothing to do with the admin Bright uh, or the piece of shit, um, Bright, uh, the saying <laughs> was around first. Uh, basically, it was suffering from downvotes. People just started to downvote it on the wiki because it had the word Bright in it, so that was unfortunate. Um, just a little bit of uh, collateral. And then... Uh, Apparently it was fixed, so um, the message got out and people sort of compensated. Uh, something a little more dangerous and scary happened to this TikToker named Dr. Bright, which, you know, uh, you got you kind of got on the wrong flight. Uh, sorry that your character that you decided to run with ended up being a creep, but I think that's partially a message here. It's probably a good idea to know what you're getting yourself involved into. It's almost like investing in a company that you don't know anything about. Um, Dr. Pearson, hey, how you doing? Uh, good to see you. Thanks for joining, and uh, appreciate you being here. Uh, no problem. Uh, I haven't been here in a while anyway, and I want to listen into the podcast, so yeah. Well, do chime on in if you got any um, commentary here. We're just kind of going through the uh, Twitter sequelae of Dr. Bright being banned. Oh, Dr. Bright got banned? Yeah, you didn't know that. Or not Dr. Bright, Admin Bright. Admin Bright got banned for oh. um, a host of sexual inappropriateness. Is it the same Dr. Bright, I'm assuming? Uh, not this guy, sorry. Uh, this guy is just a, um, a bystander who happens to be named Dr. Bright and operates on Twitter under the character. Uh, it's actually the individual on the SCP Wiki who wrote the Dr. Bright character called Admin Bright, who was, who was finally banned. Uh, I see, I see, okay. Yeah. Um, and this was kind of a big deal, kind of a big deal in the space. This individual unfortunately got the brunt of this uh, confusion and uh, was getting uh, death threats and, you know, a lot of criticism going on because they were named Dr. Bright. This isn't the Dr. Bright. This isn't Admin Bright. This is just somebody who is essentially piggybacking on the fame of the character. Uh, but once again, uh, this is not this individual's fault. This individual shouldn't have gotten uh, those the nasty emails and things like that. But at the same time, it's just a little lesson. If you're going to pick up somebody else's character, you know, you probably should do that if you have uh, only if you have a good understanding of, you know, uh, what what that person is like. Otherwise, you may have gotten on the wrong bus. Uh, once again, all over Twitter, we had basically everybody uh, who's present on Twitter from the SCP Wiki uh, celebrate um, the news and sort of add their own commentary on that. Uh, we had other people asking if the anti-harassment team was going to release further information on the events leading to the ban. Uh, no. Uh, someone said not ATH because the info tends to be kept as close to the chest as possible to protect victims. Uh, but in this case, uh, holding this information close to the chest protected nobody but Admin Bright and or the staff. 
who protected him for so long. Uh, so uh, that's another reason why we released all of the information that eventually got Admin Bright banned onto the magazine. So go check that out. Um, yeah. Uh, and then this, I just kind of collected all these different things that I saw. This is from uh, Communism Will Win, a.k.a. Akumioi, uh, who says, um, I wonder how many people were on their way to report something to AT, uh, anti-harassment team, saw Bright's name in the list of team members, and just gave up. And if you don't know, the person, Edmund Bright, was the head of um, the anti-harassment team for quite a long time, entirely too long, actually. And so this is a very good point. Uh, we have a lot of people whose voices were silenced. Um, you know, that's one of the things that kept me and Harmony going when we were uh, sort of compiling this report is that, you know, um, if you think about it, there's probably a lot of people in spirit who were sort of, uh, you know, cheering us on as we did it, so to speak. And so that's what really got us through because it was quite a difficult thing to do. Uh, we looked through a, a metric ton of chat logs to get the information and the evidence that we needed to get. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Akumio can't help themselves and says, I also can't wait for the uh, Kiwi Farms and Config losers uh, to harp on about Bright using their LGBT identity as a shield for uh, their predatory activity, as though Bright hadn't already accrued an unassailable amount of clout while identifying as a cishet man. And that's true. That's a good. That's a good point. All that is true. Uh, Doctor Bright seems admin. Bright seemed to be the kind of person, uh, sort of a chameleon, um, who would adopt any any clothing uh, to say anything to get what they wanted. And so obviously, I think uh, the LGBT identity had little to do with it. Honestly, I agree with Hakumioi here. And just as an aside, uh, no, nobody from Kiwi Farms or the Convict Losers has actually said this since Hakumioi has stated that we would. So. Um, you know, if there's anything to uh, join the community over, you know, for everybody to sort of come together, regardless of your political opinions, uh, maybe this was it. Maybe Admin Bright being banned was it. Um, but uh, for some people, that's not um, that's not good enough. Still, still take time to uh, to call people out. So this is another one that got a lot of information, uh, a lot of attention. So kudos to uh, this individual uh, who announced this and uh, who actually was quite pivotal in the. Um, process of getting admin bright band we have other things other people talking about how nice this is uh, other people saying it's about goddamn time um, Routerhouse said remembering the times people were yelled at for saying bright should be insta banned uh, I know the new evidence was recent but come on everyone who was around back then knew that bright was a creep um, it's just funny it's just funny um, this person says I knew there were a trip when they plugged their 18 plus TikTok on things bright can't do so those things have been deleted uh, since then, just FYI. Uh, big day for normal people. Jay Dune says, um, Jack Rabbit came out and said, uh, I, I never had to tell you all about the time he DM'd me and asked for a thirst trap or something like that. So um, a lot of people had really iffy interactions with Bright. And so whether they're, they feel safe coming out and telling us about it now, uh, you know, pro probably is the reason why we're hearing it now as opposed to earlier. So, uh, you know, kudos to those people stepping forward and sharing, uh, sharing their experiences. Um, just a lot more celebration over here. Uh, big day for normal people. Uh, we did it Reddit. Uh, but I do want to say this too. So uh, once again, communism will win. Akumioi uh, often has really, really good takes uh, when, when they are not letting their... Um, political um, sort of hindrances and hang-ups get in the way. Uh, and uh, Akumiwe says, jokes aside, let's not give staff too much credit for this. 
Bright's behavior was an open secret for a decade, and they used to be a member of the anti-harassment team. This is a festering wound, and by stapling it shut, staff has merely accomplished the bare minimum. And that's 100% true. In fact, um, something that you might not know about that uh, omnibus report is that, like I said, it had some damning information in it about other staff members. And um, I think we had told them that we were going to release it um, anyway, so certainly if they didn't. So uh, their backs were sort of against the wall. Um, but once again, we had some individuals who did not know anything about Admin Bright. They were unaware of the things that he, uh, that Admin Bright did, who really stepped up and did the right thing. So um, once again, kudos to those people. We have old authors, uh, Yorick, this is someone from a long time ago, who says, I'm surprised that this has taken so long, especially with the abundant evidence of such behavior for several years. And um, why, why the abundant evidence wasn't acted upon prior to now, uh, prior to you know, me and Harmony, I guess, kind of finally pushing it over the edge, uh, is a good question to ask. I don't think it's one that the SCP Wiki staff is going to have a good answer for. Um, more celebration about that. Um, things, thing, list of things Dr. Bright is not allowed to do exist on the wiki, finally. Um, and then uh, this other individual says, uh, I've observed that interest in the Bright character seems entirely divorced from Bright the person. I think that's pretty fair. I mean, honestly, I'd rather see people not leverage the character of Dr. Bright uh, for popularity points. A lot of people do this, including this individual, unfortunately. So, um, but they have a point. Uh, there's something to be said for that. Um, yada 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 more celebration uh Locke says someone should write a tale where bright is irrevocably demoral immortalized say uh, by having the souls of every being he possessed rip and tear their way out of him and then we collectively uh, never use that character uh, again yeah um you know it's it's a sad thing to say uh, it's a tricky philosophical ethical question as to what to do with this character that is left over from admin bright but um, it is unavoidably true that, unfortunately, uh, the more personable, the more engaged with, the more liked that character is, the more featured that character is, uh, you know, the, the, more, um, the more reinforced the pathway is back to the actual person at Bright and people being sort of uh, fan, fanboyish, fangirlish, fan whatever uh, to that person and is probably a very large reason why the individual has had so much clout and uh, still has a decent amount of social media popularity uh, at the time of this podcast. So, um, and this is just the final thing to show, which is that basically uh, the staff went back and removed a lot of sexual things that had been extant on uh, this famous tale, the things that Dr. Bright is not allowed to do at the foundation. Uh, they finally went back and removed a lot of the more sexual stuff. You saw in a previous tweet that he had, um, Dr. Bright, Edmund Bright, had tried to plug his own uh, not safe for work um, TikTok uh, on this tale. So, uh, you know, once again, happy to see it finally happen. Happy to see it finally happen. Um, not a little too late because um, these things are always best done, even if they are late. Okay, so the last thing we'll get into today uh, is just um, a, a nice, a nice tour through some Twitter takes of what has happened in the space. Uh, a lot of this is going to be not about Bright since we already talked about that. So um, I wanted to start with sort of um, topic unspecific things first, just some really nice moments and, and takes and tweets and statements by some people in the space over the last week or so. And this is uh, an SCP author named Ekronak. 
if you don't know who Ekranak is, a very, very talented writer, someone who's a little bit up and coming. And uh, I'm very excited to see this philosophy uh, coming from Ekranak uh, because uh, this is the sort of philosophy that I think is healthy for the wiki. It's really uh, antipodal to the other sorts of ideas that are, that are out there that uh, write for the wrong reasons, whether that's to get upvotes or whether that's to um, get more Twitter followers, you know, because you're an author on the SCP. Um, you know, those are, those are all reasons that people, people decide to write for the wiki. So this is what Ekranak has to say. To all the writers out there, what does writing mean to you? What does it give you? And what do you think you feel whenever you do it? Honestly, I think writing for me is less an outlet and more a way to get things out of my head, which is certainly contradictory, and that's a great, great, great point. I give you that. But ideas for me are usually things that take over my mind, make me think about it constantly. It's basically an addiction. That's, that's what I agree with, too. A real author is somebody who needs to write. It's almost like breathing. Uh, Ekronak continues, whenever I write or whenever I post, I attempt to satisfy that same addiction. I don't write to create or either even to gather recognition, but in order to let things out, to get my thoughts out in the world where they, once where they were once clogging my thoughts. Uh, so I, I just think this is remarkably mature for this writer. I love to see this. I would challenge Ekronak to keep this philosophy because I do think that Ekronak is going to become uh, sort of a, a more popular author. I mean, they just write absolutely astoundingly good articles. Uh, so I, I see bright things in the future for Ekronak, but I, I wish that Ekronak would print this out and uh, put it on their background of their computer or put it on their refrigerator or their wall uh, just so that they can be reminded as uh, as they progress. Because once you get sort of more attention, uh, the SCP Wiki, something like it, has a tendency to digest people and uh, digest uh, the more valuable parts of themselves um, as they get more fame and they get more clout, and that sort of goes to their head. Uh, it's very, very hard to not let that happen. It takes a tremendous amount of discipline uh, for that not to happen. Um, but I think Ekronak is in a sweet spot right now of being a notable author, but no one, no one who is you know, a household name, I think, at this point. Um, but uh, just once again, uh, this kid has uh, their head on completely straight. So uh, wonderful to see that. And then Quantum had something interesting to say. Uh, although adapting SCP content without crediting creators is quote-unquote increasingly acceptable, it is in fact not allowed at all. You must always credit SCP creators. This part, this is part of the uh, Creative Commons license under which the content is released. That's 100% true. So I, I love that all this is getting the attention. Uh, while I think that people sort of leverage uh, author recognition for uh, ulterior reasons than just to be, you know, um, morally and legally fair, uh, this is unavoidably true. Uh, you can't really argue against this at all, and I don't know why you would want to. So uh, thank you, Quantum, for uh, using your voice and the attention that you have on your Twitter for good things. That's great to see as well. And then uh, the Sherm, who, uh, full disclosure, I'm not a big fan of, but I had a had an interesting tweet uh, with some some smart thoughts here. Uh, hadn't thought of that. Does anyone know the situation on this? I guess actually this is someone else's tweet now that I look at it. Um, so let's read that one. I guess seeing uh, as the source wiki for the popular project, they're talking about backrooms uses the same license. Cane Pixels might have a similar issue, although Backrooms comes from a non-specific licensed text. So does the wiki, the Backrooms wiki, even have the right to apply copyleft to their derivatives? This is a fantastic question. This is exactly what happened with SCP. If you haven't noticed, Backrooms is, is sort of repeating 
uh, and putting its feet in the same footprints that SCP has left uh, behind uh, previously in so, so many ways. Um, once again, uh, just to nod to Dr. Caldwell's statement from earlier in the show, it does seem to be the case that uh, the Backrooms has a little more mimetic traction than SCP might have ever had. And of course, that has something to do with the years in which these things occurred. Uh, containment breach was basically the, you know, the memeing of that time, I suppose you could think of it that way. But this is just a very interesting point. Um, the Sherm is asking, uh, you know, does, does they have CC image license uh, rules? Uh, does someone in the Backrooms Wiki need to have permission to exist? Does someone own the concept? Uh, the short answer to this and the technical answer to this is that, uh, yes, someone does have the legal rights to the Backrooms. It's the exact same situation as Moto42 for the SCP Wiki with regards to SCP-173, except uh, the owner of the Backrooms concept has not come out and officially released that as CC. So, in one sense, yeah, this is a very, very good observation. Uh, the whole Backrooms Wiki is technically sitting on a, um, a sort of sink uh, legally. Um, and is probably illegitimate. But the other side of that, the non-technical side, just from an amateur legal standpoint, I am I'm not a lawyer, so uh, just know that this is not legal advice. But um, the other side of that is that if you were to take something like this to court, it's very unlikely at this point that any um, due process would be given to the person who originated the, black, the back rooms concept because um, it really has sort of exploded into its own thing uh, and this really gets into a very, very gray, uh, very nascent area of law when it comes to things like, um, you know, when it comes to things like uh, copyleft and, and internet archive forums and things like that. So, um, all right, thanks, thanks, Dr. Pearson. So that's uh, just thought was an interesting thought, interesting thought that I hadn't thought about before since I saw that. Uh, Akumio is back with another good take, uh, and they say, is it just me or is it a lot more interesting to engage with media whose politics I disagree with than media whose politics I completely agree with? And this is a very mature, correct take that I agree with. I'm very happy to see this coming out of uh, Akumioi. Would, I would challenge Akumioi to actually um, practice what they preach a little bit because uh, when it comes to something like the SCP commune, people are basically rejected uh, when Akumioi does not agree with their politics. So... Uh, but I completely agree with this statement. This is really why we have the show and why we have a call-in number uh, for anybody who wants to um, state their opinion about anything. And then this was another interesting take that I thought was worth mentioning this week. Uh, Jack Rabbit, who we all know, uh, who is uh, sort of the entrepreneur, at least one half of the entrepreneurial team behind this SCP Sideshow project, uh, stated that Dr. Gears is now joining us. Uh, Dr. Gears is joining the SCP Sideshow. So that is just a fantastic thing to hear because that is likely going to boost the popularity of this. And uh, you know, anything that's good for this show is good for this space. So kudos to that. That's really good. All right, and the last leg of the show, and then we'll be done, is um, basically all the hot Twitter takes that I collected this week uh, from the SCP space and others um, reacting to and adapting to the fact that Wikidot has been down. So I, I think just to kind of summarize it, the vibe has been, um, you know, people are taking this pretty well. Um, they have a good sense of humor about it. Um, there, there's this sort of haunting tone of anxiety that is behind everything. 
um, particularly with respect to fear of having all of your content lost. And for some people, it's more than just the content. It's their hordes of um, social capital, their upvotes and their status and their karma, their, their wiki.guru karma, things like this, that they are sort of uh, you know, sweating bullets about right now behind some of the laughter. Uh, but one good thing that's been fun to see this week is um, the SCP authors getting out and doing something else, like with their time. So this individual went to a concert. Uh, Tufto has something to say about touching grass, which was sort of mimetic. Um, the same individual uh, came across a hummingbird and is watching animal life in their yard. Uh, this jackrabbit individual did the same thing, uh, found a baby bird. Um, uh, uh, Kumioi is back and, and found a hummingbird outside the bedroom window. Um, and then Fishish tells us that that the failing of Wikidot is essentially like Nickelodeon's worldwide day of play. So um, it's just nice to see that. You don't typically see that from people. And I, I think there are some silver linings about this Wikidot situation. Um, you know, I, I also have to peel myself away from the screen a lot when it comes to Wikidot, uh, when it comes to this space. Um, but, you know, I, I feel very strongly about being present in whatever it is I'm doing. Uh, I do a lot of gardening. Uh, I have a lot of vegetables um, that are doing really well right now. So, um, you know, I, I would encourage it. Um, Dick says, I overslept. Sorry, I couldn't show up. No problem. No problem. Just check out the replay. I uh, appreciate you showing up and, and being here. Um, but yeah, so it's nice to see SCP authors sort of get sort of force, forced outside, you know, have, have their minds sort of forced um, open just a little bit from something other than, than uh, just being perpetually online, which is unfortunately the vibe I get from a lot of individuals. And so we also got a lot of great little memes uh, shared. Um, this is one uh, from uh, a Nikki. This is Wikidot is down. Describe your SCP to me. So that's kind of what we did last night on our stream. Um, Jack says, Wikidot is down when I actually start working on a draft for the first time in months <laughs> with a funny little Tony Stark meme. Uh, this one is pretty self-explanatory. If you don't know it, then you don't get it. Uh, that one was pretty funny. Um, I think we've, we've all done this probably too many times since Wikidot has gone down and we're met with the, with the fail screen. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Forgot about that. Uh, force of habit. Uh, this is kind of what I was talking about. Okay. Okay. But my upvotes are okay. Right. That's kind of what people are reacting to uh, on the Twitter spear with SCP. And then this one is funny about config authors right now. Just kind of staring and kind of looking down at things and uh, just desperately waiting, <clears throat> hurrying up and waiting. Uh, and then the next tier of these, the next sort of leg of these uh, collected Twitter reactions are going to be um, something that Sir Slash says here that I think is pretty funny and true, which is that, um, like I said, uh, underneath the sort of fun that people are having. It's sort of like seeing kids going outside and playing in the sun again. Um, but there's this this terrible fear, this terrible, very, very config-appropriate anxiety sort of haunting and floating the backdrop of all this reactivity, which is that, um, you know, I, there's a lot of authors out there who are just, uh, it's almost like TikTok stars, you know, when TikTok, or sorry, no, not TikTok, it's like Vine. It's almost like Vine stars when Vine went down. And suddenly you have a lot of people who like don't have the clout that they had anymore. It's like Vine died and, and it killed everything that was on it. So uh, we, we see a lot of this over the Twitter. So let me show you some examples. Oh, this is a, this is actually another meme. Um, it's pretty pretty true. Um, this is not this is not true because the uh, Wikidot I think goes through Amazon Web Services. But this is kind of what containment fiction looks like structurally. It's all on this little pegboard here. Um, 
So it's uh, it's a shame to see that. Uh, I do encourage people to um, find ways to become a little more decentralized and independent. Oops. Um, for example, ah, it's gone. Never mind. We'll get back to it later. All right. So more tweets. Uh, so this is um, day two of nowiki.cromau. So Chrome, the bot, uh, comes back and gets people their AU fix, uh, people who are going through withdrawals from uh, getting their upvote totals delivered to them. It's almost like um, you know a nice hit of something intravenously in the morning when you wake up. Um, people are kind of having fun with this. But um, like I said, there is, there is a little bit of anxiety that's, that's behind these jokes that is quite, quite sharp, uh, quite biting. Uh, Modulum has this to say, finally, some of you can take a break from compulsively checking your upvotes every 10 minutes, uh, which once again is kind of joking, but it's, not, it's kind of not joking either. Uh, Rounder House, of course, uh, is joking, uh, sort of making fun of himself about all the upvotes being gone. Yasi has something funny to say there as well. Uh, Jackrabbit expresses this anxiety um, with a little bit of humor there too. Um, <laughs> this person says, the great equalizer will be coming back to the wiki to find that everybody has zero karma. And the guru box, of course, being closed forever. Chaos will reign. SD Lock says, just wait till the site's back up and running and every page is reduced to a net zero vote total. <laughs> what would that be like? Um, God, man, that would be crazy. For me, that'd be like Christmas. I would love to see that. Um, and then, and then let's get to this other set of reactions that we saw from Wikidot going down, and particularly the Wikidot team sort of announcing uh, that it was basically uh, hackers from Russia that did this. And so uh, we have, you know, prominent members of the community as well as nobodies, um, sort of, sort of circling around that and saying, okay, so wait a minute, it's Russian hackers, but you know why, and how, and is there any proof of that? So we have Dr. Samarian here saying. Look, I don't want to speculate too much, but is it possible that the Wikidot thing is a ransom attack? The official narrative doesn't fit the behavior or facts very closely. Well, I think the first part of this tweet is unlikely. I, I think that Dr. Samarian is onto something because the idea of this being a hack from Russian hackers, it's not that it's too far-fetched to believe. I don't think that that's true. Um, but it seems to be sort of a convenient, a plot convenience device that was thrown out that not a lot of people are applying any critical thought to. It's almost like because you said uh, that it was Russian hackers, people uh, tend to just believe that without actually seeing any evidence or asking any questions, any follow-up questions to that. So that's, um, and actually some of these people who have said these things uh, are getting kind of ganged up on just for, um, just for suggesting that we should we should be getting a little more data, uh, you know, can you show some proof? Uh, show some proof, and you have other people sort of um, uh, commenting back. Um, do you have any proof that this is the Russian Federation? Uh, a lot of these comments received um, what could be called rude responses. So, uh, not that I care if it's Russian hackers or not. That's fine. Uh, if it's not, fine that it is. Uh, but it, I think it's just interesting to see how um, you know there's this. There's this sort of tagline, this sort of like official narrative line that not a lot of people spend a lot of time asking follow-up questions about. Now, it may turn out to be Russian hackers. That's fine. Like I said, I, I don't really care. Uh, what I care about is um, noticing how people aren't really um, taking that extra step to ask, you know, okay, so why, you know, and how, how are you making that uh, conclusion? Those are the things that I like to see. And then here's Tufto actually sort of expressing a similar statement. Um, 
you know, just having a lot of confusion here about this Russian Federation claim. And Tufto says, I see four possibilities. Wikidot is wrong or lying, uh, which, which Tufto thinks is the most likely by far. Some Russians were bored, which is also somewhat likely. Duxon, who people have non-ironically uh, suggested as the individual who's behind this <laughs> attack. And then some nationalists mad about having a Ukrainian branch. I don't think that's that's uh, likely either. So Tufto has a little bit of a, a differential diagnosis for us here. And I think that Tufto is, is onto something here. I think it's it, there's something about the official narrative that is a little fishy smelling. And that may be because it just isn't very uh, out in the open. It's not aerated properly with like why it is that these Russian hackers did this or what information is being used or stuff like that. Um, maybe that'll be clarified a little more. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of, this is probably a little too uh, acrid, a little too abrasive of a take. Um, did get a lot of pushback here. Uh, but, yeah, um, something like a boogeyman like Russia is thrown out. And just, I want you to notice that people tend to believe things without actually questioning them. That's all I'm trying to say. So back to more uh, hot takes. Um, DJ Cactus thinks that maybe we should just keep Wikidot down. Um, which is which is a great take, and it's hard to argue against that, honestly. And um, but anyway, this is funny. Um, but also, I do want to I do want to say that once again, DJ Cactus seems to be transforming, seems to be going through some sort of uh, emotional and maturity metamorphosis. Into this is not something you would expect DJ Cactus to say. You would expect him to be quite nervous about his uh, upvote brag braggadocio. Um, and then Dr. Samarian had something funny to say. C consider again that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. This is basically a Carl Sagan quote that was said when um, Carl Sagan was looking at a very small picture of the Earth that amounted to probably a, f a pale blue pixel or two on a, on a shot that a, a satellite took. Um, Billeth has this to say. Uh, this is a serious question, a good one as well. How far will Wikidot have to roll back their data? I was editing stuff this morning. Are our accounts compromised? Are emails on a spreadsheet somewhere? How liable is this to happen again? These are all very, very good questions. Um, I don't obviously know the answers to them, except I can tell you uh, something about the last two questions. Uh, this is probably going to happen again, and at some point, Wikidot will not come back. Uh, so if you haven't made preparations regarding your own written material, uh, I would encourage you to do that. I also think that people should be trying harder to get onto their independent platforms like like we've done. I'm sort of, um, I'm sort of walking, uh, talking what I've already walked here. Uh, hopefully hopefully leading by example but it's nice just to get on your own independent platform where you're not so um there's not such a single point of failure with regards to the entirety of first of all your work and for some people uh their self-esteem and what they rely on to feel important but the second question here are our emails on a spreadsheet somewhere wikidot didn't have to be hacked for that to happen um, this happens in the skip IRC automatically. If you get into the skip IRC, the people who run it, they have your emails on a spreadsheet somewhere as well as your IP address. All right. And then so rounder house says, uh, the big yurt strikes again. So that's always funny to see the yurt thrown up like that. Um, then actually this is a wonderful bit of advice from Radiger that says, this is a reminder to everyone to keep a backup of your work somewhere other than here. And so some people who are probably, um, you know, uh, not focused on the things they should be focused on might want to call something like this prepping, you know, um, prepping sort of being a, a pejorative, but, you know, um, it, it's almost like asking, why do you feel okay buying insurance, but not, you know, doing something like this? Like it's basically insurance. Uh, if, if, um, 
if a potential future catastrophe is um, possible enough to justify you buying insurance, then why isn't it uh, enough to get you to take someone's advice like this? It's very good advice. Um, yeah, so this is a funny little thing that we already kind of talked about. <laughs> Akumi Oya always has some funny things to say. Um, Router House decided to show some solidarity by putting Wikidot as the profile picture. Um, oh yeah, this one was actually a really good take by Jack Dragon X, uh, whose article we looked at last night, actually, one of the ones that survived this week on the Wayback Machine. Uh, real talk, just because Wikidot was hacked by someone does not mean said someone did it for some underlying purpose or grand scheme. Wikidot was hacked because it's an old, unmanaged platform that has countless vulnerabilities. It was an easy target. I think this is probably the closest to the most accurate take. Uh, this is this is very very um, level-headed. Um, you know, it's it's not really bombastic or dramatic of an interpretation. There's not a lot of conspiracy theorizing going on with this take. Uh, I think it's probably likely to be something like this. In fact, I would go a little farther and say that uh, Wikidot probably wasn't the target. It probably was sort of an ancillary, incidental thing that took down took down Wikidot while it was at it. <laughs> this is another one, dear SCP authors. I know you're hurt. I know you're scared. You've been going so strong without Wikidot, but let me tell you that it's okay, and I know where we can all go during these trying times to post our SCPs and fill our hearts with joy. And of course, it's a link to the SCP fandom, which is a joke, uh, hilarious joke. Uh, I've heard very bad things about fandom, um, let's say, code code stuff, formatting issues. Uh, Jack Rabbit had a hilarious take. Have we, put, have we tried putting Wikidot in rice? That was a good one. Um, SD Lock had a serious question. Uh, at the SCP Wiki, so is there a donation venue open for WikiJump? WikiJump is the most uh, recent, and most up-to-date iteration of Project Foundation. Today's clusterfuck is just one in in a long series of signs that we've got to go independent of Wikidot. And so, of course, this is uh, you know great to say. It's a little late. Uh, this is something that a lot of us were sort of trying to shout at people, um, you know, last year and before that. And then another funny take from SD Lock. Uh, I can't take it anymore. Have to post an SCP. Uh, and so I actually think this one's pretty good. Um, by the way, this one is not not a bad start to an SCP. So I hope to see that one up there. Billeth also says something similar. Never hurts to be prepared. Uh, not worried about the works. Um, yada yada yada. So uh, just once again, if this, you know, if, if you can take anything from this cast from this podcast, uh, just use this as a very clear, uh, evident reason uh, for you know. I hate to use the word prepping, but just prepare, you know, get a backup, get some insurance on your work um, and stuff like that. This is a, a post from November, for example, last year of us saying that your alarm bells should be ringing if you're on Wikidot, get up and get independent. We actually have a magazine article on this topic. If you haven't read that, you can go back to the archive and uh, on our website and read this one. There's a lot of great alternative platforms that you can choose to use. This was a funny take by Limey. The first person to post an article, J or otherwise, about the Wikidot shutdown is getting blocked on everything. Sorry, I don't make the rules. I'm sure we'll see at least one or two of those. And then I also wanted to uh, shout out somebody on Twitter, Agent Maxwell. If you don't know who Agent Maxwell is, uh, this is an individual who uh, every day reads an SCP and will post what SCP this person, he, read to, um, to the Twitter. So it's just fantastic to see this. Uh, like the post says, I've never seen anyone this ded dedicated. Uh, the wiki dot is down, but this person is finding, still finding ways to read an SCP every day. So very, very cool. Shout out to uh, Agent Maxwell. Lots of love. And then I wanted to um, also just kind of say something that people might not have seen. Um, 
basically, this is a post that we did after Bright was banned. It says, if you were a reader of one of our projects, uh, you would have read the information used to finally ban Admin Bright uh, almost a year prior. So um, we do encourage you to check us out. Um, you know, not a lot of people listen to us, um, but I think we have a lot of things going for us. Um, we have a lot of um, a lot of resources that help us be a little bit ahead of the informational curve. I think, uh, giving us a little bit of an informational advantage over, uh, let's say, the rest of the space. Um, so check out check out what we do, um, and uh, I appreciate you guys showing up today. Basically, that's going to be it for us. Um, extra long show today, not too bad, but uh, I do appreciate you joining us. Um, next thing we will do is actually uh, on Friday this week coming, we do typically have streams on the Twitch, um, but uh, I'm actually going on vacation. We're going to the beach. Speaking of going out and touching uh, touching things, I'll be touching sand. And uh, so this week, anybody who watches the Twitter, usually on our weeknightly streams, uh, I won't be doing those. Uh, so the next time I'll be streaming will be on Friday night. Hopefully Wikidot will be back up and we'll have a nice big chunk of SCP articles to review in very granular detail in our you know, three plus hour gauntlet stream on Friday nights. Um, but having said that, uh, do join us again next week for this show. It'll be the same time every Saturday, 11 a.m. CST. We go for about an hour. And I want to thank you very much for showing up. Uh, this has been SCP CRNP, aka Lack of Lepers, and I will catch you next time. Thank you very much. <laughs>